Ed Peters, and I welcome you to What's New. We continue today in Matthew chapter 20, moving on to verses 17 through 28. In verses 17 through 19, Jesus, now for the fourth time, announces exactly what is going to happen to him when he reaches Jerusalem. But the disciples still don't seem to comprehend what he is saying to them. This becomes quite apparent as we move on to verses 20 through 28. Here in these verses, at the very time of Jesus' significant announcement of his pending death, the mother of James and John asked Jesus for a favor regarding her two sons. Now, here are verses 17 through 28, and Matthew writes, As Jesus was on the way to Jerusalem, he took the twelve disciples aside and talked to them about what would happen to him when they arrived. I will be betrayed to the chief priests and other Jewish leaders, and they will condemn me to die. And they will hand me over to the Roman government, and I will be mocked and crucified, and on the third day I will rise to life again. Then the mother of James and John, the sons of Zebedee, brought them to Jesus and respectfully asked a favor. What is your request? he asked. She replied, in your kingdom, will you let my two sons sit on two thrones next to yours? But Jesus told her, you don't know what you are asking. Then he turned to James and John and asked them, Are you able to drink from the terrible cup I am about to drink from? Yes, they replied, we are able. You shall indeed drink from it, he told them, but I have no right to say who will sit on the thrones next to mine. Those places are reserved for the persons my father selects. The other ten disciples were indignant when they heard what James and John had asked for. But Jesus called them together and said, Among the heathen, kings are tyrants, and each minor official lords it over those beneath him. But among you it is quite different. Anyone wanting to be a leader among you must be your servant. And if you want to be right at the top, you must serve like a slave. Your attitude must be like my own, for I, the Messiah, did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give my life as a ransom for many. God be
Now, here with our study is Pastor Henry Harder. Jesus and his disciples were on their way to Jerusalem. The roads were choked by pilgrims going to the feast. Taking his disciples aside, Jesus predicted again, for the fourth time, his death. The disciples should have been prepared for that event. Of course, no one is ever really prepared for death. Death seems so final. A lady we know very well, and as I write this message, she is about to lose her husband to cancer. Her recent call revealed that she was totally unable to deal with it. She knows it's coming and is known for some time, but she didn't believe it and she isn't prepared for it. Here Jesus again informs his disciples what will shortly happen. But they weren't prepared for it, nor did they understand it, as the next experience shows. Jesus speaks, Matthew 20, verses 17 to 19. Now as Jesus was going up to Jerusalem, he took the twelve disciples aside and said to them, We are going to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be betrayed to the chief priests and the teachers of the law, they will condemn him to death and will turn him over to the Gentiles to be mocked and flogged and crucified. On the third day, he will be raised to life. This is the first time that Jesus mentions the details surrounding his death, such as his betrayal, the mocking, the flogging, and the method of his death by crucifixion. When he said they will condemn him to death, that word condemn suggests that the sentence of death would be the result of legal proceedings. Now Matthew records an interesting experience that shows that the disciples didn't really understand Jesus' prediction. Then the mother of Zebedee's sons came to Jesus with her sons and kneeling down asked a favor of him. What is it you want, he asked. She said, Grant that one of these two sons of mine may sit at your right and the other at your left in your kingdom. You don't know what you're asking, Jesus said to them. Can you drink the cup I am going to drink? We can, they answered. Jesus said to them, You will indeed drink from my cup, but to sit at my right or left is not for me to grant. These places belong to those for whom they have been prepared by my Father. Apparently, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, had talked it over with their mother and decided to make this request. They were convinced that Jesus was the Messiah and the coming King. They knew that his kingdom was coming, so they decide that the mother will do the talking. It is not certain, but quite likely, that this mother was the aunt of Jesus on his mother's side. Her request, that one son sit on the right of Jesus on his coming throne, and the other on his left. These sons wanted to make sure that they would have positions of preeminence and authority when that final form of the kingdom should come, and they expected it to come soon. From the Gospel of Mark it is clear that these sons are referring to the kingdom of the Messiah and not the church. They are not asking for favored positions of authority in the church, but in the messianic kingdom. 
In one point they are right. A literal kingdom on earth with Christ as king was coming. Their mistake was that they expected it to be near and that they wanted prestige and authority in it. Jesus simply asked, Can you drink the cup I'm going to drink? He was speaking of his coming suffering and death. Evidently they weren't sure what Jesus meant. But since the kingdom was at hand, they said eagerly, Yes, we can. Jesus replied, You will indeed drink from the cup. Clearly Jesus meant, although they didn't understand it, that they would experience some of his sufferings for his sake. We know from history that they did. James was the first Christian apostolic martyr. According to Luke in Acts 12, James was killed by King Herod Agrippa the first, very early in the church age. And John suffered exile, was evidently martyred near the end of the first century. It is clear from Jesus' words to these men that to reign with him also means to suffer with him. Politically, to ask for authority or seek honor and prestige often means to experience anxiety, disappointment, envy, as the request of these two sons did, and suffering. Positions of authority and responsibility do not come easy. What is true politically is also true spiritually. While it is great to work toward maximum usefulness in the work of Christ, that often brings with it a great deal of emotional and mental frustration, misunderstanding, and suffering. Every worker must be prepared for it. One writer wrote, We may not know what we ask when we ask for the glory of wearing the crown and ask not for grace to bear the cross on our way to it. The disciples asked for the crown but didn't understand the cross. The rest of the disciples were indignant at James and John for trying to push ahead of them. Jesus closed this discussion with the words, Whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first must be your slave, just as the Son of Man did not come to be served but to serve. Clearly to be great in the work of Christ does not come through authority or rulership, but through humble service. The brothers James and John would have made the right request if they had asked for service assignments rather than ruling assignments. Now Jesus adds words which he hadn't spoken before. Here he gave for the first time clearly the reason for his death. The Son of Man came to give his life a ransom for many. Here is why he came. His death would take the place of many deaths. He died instead of you and me. That's why he came. Those were my stripes He bore in silent shame It was my cross He carried up the hill Those were my nails They drove into his hands They were for me They were for me 
News, a radio production of Creative Encounters. Our mailing address is Post Office Box 848, Chapter California, 93263, USA.